From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up, the Jeremy Show for New Year's Eve. Um, but this, this is more like a 2019 podcast because I think a lot of people are going to look at this in 2019. Um, and uh, there's a golf event this week. There is the uh, the wonderful Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii, which has every champion from the, this past PGA Tour season there, except for Tiger Phil and Justin Rose. Um, so it's exciting for all of those folks um, who get to make the trip to Maui. Anybody who won in the calendar year 2018, you get to go start your year at Kapalua, and that means for those who like to bet on golf, this is about the time that starts. And that means we need our golf betting analyst, Alex Lazan, to join us. So, good afternoon, sir. Jeremy, how's it going? Happy New Year to you. Yes, Happy New Year to you. I am good. All right. There's been a whole bunch of states that have legalized gambling and betting um, in the in the past year um, after the Supreme Court decision. Um, I have placed one golf bet in my life. Uh, that was in Las Vegas, where it was legal. I'm going to obviously play some more because I'm in New Jersey, which is, which is legal. But just in general, uh, there, there's a lot of people out there who are going to be new to this space and growing to this space. So as we start out, you know, fantasy golf is this really wacky world for people. They wonder, you know, what the heck can you, you know, have you know do for fantasy golf how do you you know how does it even work with 160 uh, a 156 man field um but let's go through golf betting 101 basically what is out there what what can you bet on what can you do how does this work right essentially there, there's a couple different things to keep in mind when you're looking at golf bets in place you're, you're either looking at a futures bet uh, for something that is you know months down the road be it you know odds to win the 2019 masters in april or odds to win the FedEx Cup Championship or the race to Dubai or something like that. And that's a very low liquidity bet because it's going to take months to play out and you're going to put your money on someone and follow them throughout the season or as you get up to that major uh, to see if they actually can pull that victory off for you. Whereas the other side of the coin is the week-to-week bet, which is essentially you know, looking at you know picking a handful of guys to try and win the tournament, and you can bet them to win the tournament. You know, on a, a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday before they pick it up on Thursday, or you can bet head to head based on uh, players and uh, groupings that are put together by the different bookmakers. They're not always collaborated with exactly who's playing with who in the exact group. Sometimes they do feature head to head matchups. You know. Uh, Tiger versus Justin Thomas when they're paired together in a major, that will likely be something that you can bet either one way or the other on. And those are essentially the basics of what you're looking at when you're placing golf bets for PGA Tour events. Um, we, and and this is just kind of a off-tangent here temporarily, we are in a, a, a place right now where the PGA Tour is investigating how best to go about the next step, which is in-round betting, i.e., you know, who will birdie the fourth hole. Um you know, who will hit it closer to the green in the last group on the sixth hole? Have you seen any of those in-game bets pop up yet as you've gone about your business? 
Yeah, the first instance was Tiger versus Phil in November. Um, there was that live action, and and that's already extended to to a, a variety of bookmakers with professional sports and some college events as well. Really, it's just a resources issue, issue, Jeremy. Uh, if we want the the boots on the ground to to create those odd makers uh, and, and put those bets out live and go hole by hole like you're you're referencing, it definitely can be done. It's already being applied to, to lots of book makers that people already use now so it's essentially up to uh, those legalized states to, to get get that into action and get more resources towards uh, golf events so you could have theoretically uh, hole by hole betting as you're watching on TV alright so let's go through this and this is um, this is a weird way of, of, of going of kind of you know there's all these podcasts that come out at the beginning of the season when it comes to fantasy sports. You know, this is the best bet. This is the worst bet. These are great sleepers. These guys are going to be busts. And golf's kind of weird. So this is all going to sound a little weird. It may come off a little weird. So just bear with us if you're new to this. Um, the best bets that you have put together year after year um, looking at this and as you've gone about trying to plan out how you're going to do 2019... Um, as somebody who, who has looked at the odds for years and, and, and said in that kind of, you know, um, you know, hypothetical, if betting was legal, I would go this direction. Um, where have you been looking? Where have, what, what over the years has turned out well for you, if that makes sense? You know, really the, the thing that's given me the most success, and I'll be very frank with our audience, I've had a very hard time betting round-to-round, head-to-head matchups. Uh, they're very unpredictable, and the odds are very swayed, uh, whereas, you know, for a, you know, a Friday round uh, at the Colonial, uh, you know, you could have a player who is minus 200, and you need to put down $20 just to win 10 uh, versus another player in his threesome, and those type of bets have, have proven to be very difficult for myself, or I've actually found the most success, and, and you've seen in the past seasons, is I, I usually go through the field and, and narrow down to about five to seven guys that I pick on Wednesday uh, to win that upcoming week. Um, so I've had, I had two wins last season, and that was Francesco Molinari at the Open and Brant Sedeker at the Wyndham Championship. Uh, overall, you know, those are guys, those guys were going off at about, I believe, 35 to 1 and about 27 or 28 to 1, respectively. So, you know, if you're betting, you know, a couple dollars, you know, on each of these guys over the span of 20 to 30 weeks, the bottom line is, you know, those two wins probably equals about a wash in the end if you're betting on a handful of guys, you know, each tournament, each week over the course of a season. So, you know, you, you, kind, you kind of look at this as a, as a, a player, you know, how many wins can you get over the course of that season if you're betting, you know, five, seven, ten guys to win a tournament? And uh, I would say anywhere north of three is pretty pretty dang impressive. Uh, that's, that's where I've seen the most success for myself in the last couple seasons. We're talking to Alex Lazan, our Teeing It Up golf betting analyst. He is the host of the Course of Life podcast. Highly recommend it. It's on all podcasting platforms i have just dove into the kelly james interview um so far so good but i have to admit i'm like five minutes in so i can't really uh, <laughs> no, thank you for listening you know give you any uh I, I can't give the folks away any of the grand secrets that are included in there um one of the things that i find fascinating about this and then we're going to get to specific stuff here in a second um and this one does not have it i need to find you probably have this in front of you and not me 
There is a Masters 2019 odd book out there that had Cameron Champ listed, and Cameron Champ is not in the field. Um, and it's ridiculous, and Cameron Champ obviously, you know, came on the scene at a really, you know, uh, uh, whoops, really aggressive time last year. Um, and, and basically just took it over, um, you know, took over the, 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 the golfing world with his prodigious, prodigious drives. And then he almost backed it up with, uh, winning, uh, here it is. So according to, <laughs> this is, this is the crazy part. According to Jeff Sherman, one of the longtime odd makers, um, and this is the Twitter feed golf, uh, golf odds. Tiger Masters, 12 to 1, Spieth, 12 to 1, Rose, 12 to 1, DJ, JT, Rory, Kepka, 14 to 1, you know, blah, blah, blah. It goes down there. Cameron Champ, 51. Cameron Champ is not even in the field. So for people who are sitting here right now who follow golf, know Cameron Champ's story, know how pro prodigious, prodigious of a driver he is, is this a good future bet to make? But what, what you're really looking at, first and foremost, before you even maybe look to place that Masters bet, is you're also looking at the courses that yield the best total drivers that are early in the season, in January and February. Because essentially, well, what the odd maker is telling you right there is they're very confident that Cameron Champ is going to qualify himself for the Masters very soon. <laughs> it's just a question of when and how. Uh, so that's a guy that, you know, if you're if you're not sure, if you want to add him to your group of, you know, a handful of guys you pick each week, you might want to throw him in at the end uh, just because he's been driving the ball so well and he, he's really burst onto the scene and the odds makers are, are very much aware of him. And it gives you an idea as to how deep they're looking uh, on not only a short-term but a long-term basis. They're already putting odds on players who haven't even made the field yet at Augusta. Pretty impressive. Think about this for a second. Cameron Champ is the 92nd ranked player in the world right now. Top 50 at two different points in the year get you into Augusta, as does winning any PGA Tour event um, that allots full FedEx Cup points. Um, that says something. For that, That's a lot of respect for somebody who is 92nd in the world right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm marking him off mentally right now at <laughs> And I'm marking him off at potentially a tournament uh, like the Hope out in the desert, the Desert Classic. Uh, so yeah. you know, those are the kind of mental notes you want to make this time of year when you when you see kind of a, a random little odd odd uh, standing burst out. You like you saw with Cameron Champ. It was a good find by yourself, there, Jeremy. Yes. All right. So let's uh, get rolling here. Who do you uh, who is uh, who do you like, and who do you want to avoid this year, player wise? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm looking at those Masters picks as well on, on those uh, ahead odds for April. And there's just a few guys that are really good value. And, and the reason why I put a few on, on these guys right now is not necessarily because I think they're in prime time form. Uh, just because these are guys that I know have a good chance for history at Augusta. And you might as well get the early value now before they have a good you know, start to their season on the West Coast. Guys who traditionally do well on the West Coast. I'm looking at Francesco Molinari at 40 to one. Phil to win the Masters at 33 to 35 to one, depending on where you're looking. Bubba Watson is 25 to one. These are all guys that you know. Francesco on fire and a major champion last year. Phil and Bubba both won multiple Green Jackets. You might as well just get a couple dollars on them now because that value is likely to drop. Drops since these are generally uh, solid West Coast players. 
so those are a few guys that I'm looking at in terms of Augusta. And in terms of the season, uh, one guy I'm going to be keeping my eye on uh, if you're looking at not only the FedEx Cup but major championships in general, Jordan Spieth. Uh, if you if you if you comb through the odds of all the majors coming up in 2019, Jeremy, there's a theme, and there's three names that are at the top of all of the odds to win each of the majors this season: Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, and Tiger Woods. In any form or any order, uh, the bookmakers are essentially telling us that those three guys are going to be winning or contending in majors in 2019 based on how they're favored right now. Um, I'm looking at the William Hill, New Jersey site, and there are currently uh, four different things that are up there. There are uh, futures to win the Tournament of Champions, futures to win the Masters, a prop bet on which, um, uh, a, um, which major Tiger will win in 2019, and a FedEx Cup futures bet uh, money line. So um, that just shows you kind of the, the, the breadth of what William Hill, who's the number one, um, who is the number one um, uh, vendor in um, Las Vegas, who has now taken over the world, um, is, is, uh, is showing. Um, and for the record, their master's uh, bets, um, which are right here, uh, Cameron Champ is fifty to one, according to William Hill. So I just wanted to point that out. All right, what do you take from a guy like Bubba Watson, who said, and I, I just want to say this: this is, you know, there's guys rolling into Hawaii right now, and and there's some people out there, and somebody I forget who, someone in the media ran into Bubba while uh, playing a practice round with with uh, Ted Scott yesterday as caddy, who said, I had LASIK surgery 10 days ago. My, I'm seeing the ball great. It, I, I feel great. I'm driving it great. What do you take as you look at guys who have, have claimed that they're doing something great, right? Phil Mickelson said for years, I feel great. My swing's great. You know, things are just rolling well. I feel comfortable. And he hasn't produced. Um, so how seriously yeah. do you take somebody who says, I've just had blank done, I feel great, versus, you know, how do you weigh that out? You know, it's absolutely something to consider. I wish you could take it a little bit more seriously. Based on my history and those guys, typically those aren't necessarily the guys who are letting their play do the talking the most, and they're, and they're trying to talk themselves a little bit into regaining some form that they may or may not have lost. And, you know, the, the guys who end up winning on Sunday are usually the guys who just very quietly found something on the range on Tuesday evening and, and weren't, weren't exactly, you know, broadcasting to the world. Uh, so, you know, you, you do look for those uh, those signs from the players, but, you know, outside of a guy, you know, who's extremely covered is like Tiger or something like that, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of hearsay, and you really just want to focus on, on a few main things being how are they playing recently? How have they played at this venue in the last few years, and you know how have they played overall this season? So those that you all, you obviously want to start there and, and, and work your way down after that. Is there anybody who you look at right now who had a great 2018 and you just think it's going to be a flop in 2019 and is not worth betting anything on in any kind of betting format? You know, the, the only one I noted, just to, I'll throw in a couple other bets for you that I saw as well, if we're, if we're talking over on the European side, 
there's race to Dubai odds uh, to win this season. And you want to look at a couple of guys like a John Rahm or Rory McIlroy who have hinted uh, recently that they may commit themselves to more European tour events this year than last season. Uh, so those guys are both going off at 10 to 1 to win the race to Dubai. And one guy who I'm not exactly sold on in 2019 on that note is Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, I think he's been playing amazing golf the last 18 months, but I'm wondering if there is some sort of sophomore clump and, you know, that may not be a huge drop in the world rankings for him and he still could be on a lot of leaderboards next season, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be hard to continually repeat the performances that he's had on this recent hot streak. So I'd go with Fleetwood if I, if I, if I had to pick anyone for, for a bit of a letdown. Um, you know, bouncing back from majors is always interesting. Brooks Koepka did it great in... Uh, in in 2018 uh patrick reed right now if you look at patrick reed and i should have done this separately let me just give me one second here right now the betting odds on patrick reed uh to repeat at augusta are 35 to 1 just just shows you where the odds are for him kepka molinari reed uh who succeeds who fails in 2019 well, I, you know, I told you how I feel about Molinari right. uh, potentially at the Masters and winning a major championship this year. Um, I'm also I'm looking at Phil, Phil Mickelson to potentially get one more. I think, you know, off of the, the Tiger Phil uh, victory that he, that he enjoyed claiming in a, in a really impressive season overall uh, in the summer of 2018, uh, I'm looking for him to rebound as well and potentially lift one more major championship this year. Uh, I think it's going to be another season where you're going to see Justin Rose on a ton of leaderboards this year. Uh, I think his iron game has been absolutely phenomenal. He's probably and arguably maybe the best looking and best on the eye ball striker right now in the world. Um, so those are guys I kind of have my eye on. A couple of other predictions, um, you know, to tossing out besides Phil winning the major. Uh, maybe Tiger and JT versus Phil and Ricky at the end of the year in a, in a 2v2 the match or something like that. I think that's the, that's the future for, for, the, for the match in 2019. I'm going way ahead with the predictions there after all it's said and done in major championship season. <laughs> Jordan Spieth didn't win last year. He's now 17th in the world. Tiger's four spots ahead of him, which is shocking. Do you yeah. think he's a good, I mean, it, there's going to be some good value out there for him in places. Um, there's a lot of non-believers. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, again, it's just, you know, you look at the odds across the board for odds to win the Masters, the U.S. Open, the PGA, and the British. Across the board, again, you see Tiger, Dustin Johnson, and Jordan Spieth. Those are the three names that seem to be popping up at the top of every single list. So, you know, it's, it, those are guys that have been built or major championship week overall. Um, so I'm going to look to see those three contending in lots of them. Um, as you look now at the World Golf Rankings, let's go through it this way. Kepka, Rose, DJ, Justin, um, Bryson DeChambeau, um, John Rahm. Who do you want to focus on out of that group? You know, I'd, I'd probably focus on Bryson DeChambeau just because he's been absolutely fascinating. I just, every week I, I still don't know where I sit with him on my fan meter for Bryson DeChambeau, but <laughs> his play has been uh, inarguably impressive uh, with these five victories now, I believe it is, in, in his short time on tour. And he really is reinventing the way a lot of people think and approach the game. Um, I'm curious to see... You know, now that he goes back to these venues he's had success at, uh, he's tweaking his game day by day. 
Is he going to be able to repeat that performance in 2019? I think he is a guy who's going to lift a trophy next year. I'm not sure if it's going to be as many as 2018, but uh, it's, it's interesting having that piece of golf so high in the world ranking, like you mentioned. Really, really interesting names between 21 and 27. Uh, sorry, 20. Yeah, 21 and 27. Webb Simpson, Paul Casey, Terrell Hatton, Sergio, Louis Oosthuizen, Henrik Stenson, Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, to me, seems like the guy primed to contend and actually win one of these damn majors, um, which a lot of people seem to have forgotten about. Um, he he just is a name that never pops up, and I think that this could be his year. Yeah, I believe he had a good finish. I, I want to say I bet him top 10 at the Masters last year, if not another major where he did finish well on the weekend. Uh, so he is absolutely due. I, you know, I, I feel like I want to see him do it at a medium level tour event first, maybe get some sort of win in the West Coast leading into Augusta and see if he's not maybe a contender. That's another person to maybe throw some value on it. I'm sure his odds are going up pretty high right now. And any, any leak of a performance by him will only uh, reduce his value on the odds makers. Um, we have seen it most recently with Jason Duffner. Guys who were not fit and got fit and then realized they were better fat. Um, and, and fat meaning bigger. Um, Tim Heron uh, famously said lumpy. that I'm only good. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's lumpy and he's only good while fat. Aaron Wise claims he put on 25 pounds in the offseason, um, a bunch of them being muscle. Uh, we have seen guys go the wrong way when it comes to this. What do you take? Does it make you nervous when you see posts like that from, from such a promising player like Aaron Wise who has suddenly changed his body? It is, yeah. I mean, you know, the, even the listeners like Brooks and DJ, though, had, they had to start somewhere. So, you know, keeping in mind how young Aaron Wise is, I'm, I'm not surprised that he's looking at, at the top of the world ranking. The, the names you comb through are all guys that have absolutely gotten immensely bigger since they started on tour. Um, so he's, he's just looking what he's seeing above him. And, you know, I, I'll be curious to see how that affects uh well, mostly, really, for me, what I like to look for is how that affects his touch around the greens. Yeah, I, I don't really look at how it affects his driving on the hole or the way he approaches shots, but I'm looking at how that affects his touch because I think that's where it really shows the most on a week-to-week basis. Really? Well, I just this goes beyond betting here. Just why do you think that? Because that fascinates me. Because so many people talk about getting your swing in the right position and now your muscles are different and stuff like that. Why the short game in your mind? It's just, you know, in, in my mind, because the, the, one of the more important stats I look at when I'm betting is driving and how they're driving the golf ball versus how they're getting it up and down. And usually putting those two things together equals a really strong performance for a golfer that you're betting on uh, for a weekly tournament. And uh, I've just shown that uh, essentially I think the short game aspect is very important. And... Uh, Still there? Hello, Alex. Hello, Alex. Still there? Yeah, are you there, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm here. Yep, telemarketers were uh, coming after me, but I oh, supported them away. That's fun. But, uh, <laughs> the thing I was getting to regarding short game is, you know, essentially a lot of these guys, what they do is they sacrifice a lot of their time in getting bigger and getting stronger and focusing on their total driving and whatnot. And I think that sometimes it, it lends them it lends the opportunity for them to kind of lose a little touch with uh, practicing around the greens more often than they should be. And I think that sacrifice leads to a change in their short game. So it might be something to watch out for for Aaron Wise. Any uh, last betting things you want to point out here on this podcast? 
No, I mean, you're looking at Tiger right now, uh, his predictions. There'll be some odds on some bookmakers wherever you look online about how his performance will be. I think a prediction of an over-under one-and-a-half win is an intriguing bet based on how he did last year lifting one trophy. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be tempted to take the over in a scenario like that. I do think he'll be able to, to lift twice. I'm going I'm to pick two wins for Tiger next season overall. Uh, and then, like I said, you know, the main things that I'm looking at are Phil winning a major. I think, ironically, it might not be the U.S. Open that he so desperately is seeking. I think it may be at Augusta or the Open Championship. And uh, then again, you know, looking at uh, DJ, Spieth, and Tiger Woods contending in major championships across the board in 2019. All right. Um, I got two questions for you, and I have like three minutes to do it. So let's roll through this. Now, get out of your betting head. Who are you looking most forward to watching on the golf course this year? Just as a golfer and a golf fan, probably Phil Mickelson. Honestly, I, I think we're we're coming up on those final years in the same way we're kind of watching Tom Brady and in his final moments in the NFL here. I, I, I think we're seeing the the sunset years of Phil, and these are the last real tangible opportunities for him to get major championships and add to his illustrious career. So he's someone that I'm just I'm really looking forward to see how he how he transitions as he gets closer to fifty this year. For me, it's Ricky. For me, it is um, uh, Cameron Champ. And for me, it's obviously Tiger. But I think Ricky trying to get over the hump and get that major and Cameron Champ, I think, has a chance to um, change the way we look at this. And watch out for Matthew Wolf. He's gotten two sponsor exemptions on the West Coast. Wacky swing, great results, drives at 10,000 miles. These track man numbers and these top tracer numbers are going to open some people's eyes this year. Just watch for that. A uh, final yeah, thing: but- your 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 Pats are in the playoffs as the two seed. It was not an easy path to get there. How good do you think this Pats team is? Uh, good, not great. They could get a draw that, that allowed them to be great in the playoffs. It, it really seems like it's going to come down to an AFC Championship game potentially at Arrowhead uh, if they're able to advance through the divisional rounds. Uh, you know, they, they've just been a very hodgepodge team, but they put themselves in the position they are year in and year out, minus the home field advantage throughout. So if, you know, Andy Reid and, Reid and Chiefs are able to lay an egg and, and give the Patriots the home field in the AFC Championship, that gives them a much better chance to get to a Super Bowl and, and get that ring number six. But uh, they're going to need some help along the way. Um, as you look... Uh, Apologize for that. Um, sometimes you get these little blips, and uh, you just gotta get through them, and you gotta uh, just, just uh, keep going. Keep you know, don't stop it. Don't edit out. It's a lot, you know, I I treat these as live podcasts. I don't edit anything out. Um, I don't think there's any reason to edit anything that. Uh, any edit anything of that out, right? Out. No, not at all. 
yeah, yeah. as long as you're good, I'm good, and I'm uh, looking forward to the new year and uh, the playoffs and the golf. Assist. Yeah, so um, let me just ask you one more thing about the Pats. Um, is, you know, Tom Brady yesterday missed a wide open, I think it was Chris Hogan in the back of the end zone at one point, or, or, or what? It, 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 was, it was Gronk first, and then he, he sailed one over the head of somebody. Um, and yeah. Yeah, and, and do you think this is basically a sign of aging, or just, you know, he just missed him? Like, where's your head at on um, Tom Brady aging, and this might be the end, versus just, you know, he just missed a guy? Yeah, there's been a few of those that, like, more often than not this season. And that's the main thing that I've noticed, Jeremy, is just it's not necessarily him throwing the ball away. He's good at that, and that, that's a good sacrifice he's able to make to keep the, the possession uh, and, and the flow of the game together, and, and that's what part of what makes him great. But, yeah, you, I've just noticed you know a few off throws consistently more often than not this season, and that may be the early sign. The decline is just maybe his arm strength first and foremost, which is natural for him being 41. So, Again, this playoff is going to be a test for him. I don't think he's going to get it done in a, in a Pat Mahomes, you know, uh, gunslinging type fashion. It's going to be through managing the game and, and keeping the Patriots in it on their home field, hopefully. Right now, as of right now, who who's the well, what's the Super Bowl matchup? I mean, right now, it's it's. I'll, I'll just be frank. It, in, unless the Patriots are able to show me something with their most impressive performance of the year right. in Kansas City. You know, you have to assume that it's the Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. But, again, there's a lot that could happen. And if the Patriots are able to get home field throughout, I, I like their chances to advance in the AFC, for sure. Yeah, I am. Um, I I just think that it's going to be a, a – I, I've gone back and forth on this. Um, I, I can see it being the Chiefs. I can actually see it being the Chargers, if somehow the Chargers can make a run at it. Um, no yeah. I, I just don't see how the Pats – can make a run with, with with this inconsistency, especially on defense. Um, the offensive stuff will get f- fixed. I just don't see the the defense. I think it'll be Rams Saints in the NFC Championship game, and what could be one of the highest scoring championship games we've ever seen. And I think it's Chiefs yeah. and that winner. That'll be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever wins that one will be. Uh, sorry, whoever wins that one, I think will face the Chiefs in the uh, in the uh, Super Bowl on CBS. Uh, January, no February. Forgot what the. This is bad TV. It is the third. Okay, there we go. All right, Alex is on as the teeing it up golf betting analyst. Alex, thank you for coming on and joining teeing it up with Jeremy Schilling, and uh, no problem. We will talk to you down the line. We'll see you in twenty nineteen. Uh yeah, and uh, we will see all of you in twenty nineteen. Thank you for listening and. We will talk to you soon. Happy New Year.